sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars. As if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. For anyone that's listening for the first time, welcome. So happy that you're here. So happy that you're joining on this beautiful, mystical, cosmic, spiritual journey under the stars in the desert. And what a wild just couple weeks it's been, couple days it's been. The Scorpio season is definitely living up to its name. And I'm just full of so much gratitude and happiness for the spellbound soiree that we just had on the weekend. It was, I can't even describe how mystical, magical, connected this beautiful community is. It was so incredible to be a part of it, to hold space and create something like this. I've really, um, never had a a moon party of this scale before. And with my co-host Annetta, we've never actually put on a whole dinner party for a group of 20 people before. We were joking that it felt like we were planning a wedding (laughs) and we definitely were, but wow, it was so amazing. All the people that came out were just such beautiful lights, so connected. I went into the history of witches in Eastern Europe and we did this really beautiful, fun game where you found your coven and everyone ate plant-rich foods that truly looked like a rainbow. Like Annetta did such an amazing job at creating this menu and it was so thoughtful and intentional and we had our beautiful kind of 70s inspired but mystical tablescape where we sourced everything in an extremely sustainable way. It was all vintage, secondhand, or created by us. And that was definitely the intention for the night of using what you have, sourcing what you can find, and just being able to come together in beautiful community. And I just love the whole experience and I'm just so grateful for everyone who came and we were sold out and then people were trying to get tickets after the fact and it was um it was amazing we haven't you know done a party of that scale before and it really was a testament to this community that is being built and how amazing all the people were that came together and had just open hearts and minds. And it was, it was amazing. I can't wait to do another one. I am going to have 
a couple moon parties coming up before the end of the year, um, kind of out of requests. So watch out for that. I'm going to be doing one in Hamilton next month. There's a community in Hamilton that's, that's wanting to expand. So I am so excited to hold space for, for them and my beautiful best friend, Natasha, who is kind of leading the charge over there and telling everyone about the podcast and the moon parties and she's just you know my bestie for life so um she also came dressed up as me (laughs) for the spellbound soiree because we asked everyone to come up uh dressed as their mystic muses so that was really fun So yeah, that, it was just such a beautiful experience and I can't wait to have photos out for everybody and just thank you. Thank you for coming. If you came to the Spellbound Soiree, thank you for just bringing your light and love and every single person there I felt so connected to. So I really appreciate you all. And yeah, we're in this Scorpio season. It's been uh, it's been a ride I mean I'm in the midst of moving right now and it's been such an interesting experience of just letting go of physical objects wow I didn't think I would feel so attached to things but I guess when you've been around these objects that hold stories and experiences over the last couple years you really do have this like attachment to them and It's been amazing to let go of everything and shed a lot and move into this new transition and know that it's my way of, you know, manifesting for the future. And um, it's funny, I found some old journals and pretty much everything that I wrote about in these old journals, oh my gosh, maybe almost 10 years ago are, are still the things that I'm wanting to cultivate in my life today. So I see how much... Uh, I mean, I even wrote Move to California back then, so I know that my soul is really being called to these things, and it has been for so long, and it's this continuous journey and perfect divine timing. So today, we have an amazing episode. I am so excited for you to hear this. It is full of so much wisdom and guidance and just this beautiful journey that my friend Sarah went on over the year, over the past couple years. And I'm just, I'm just so happy that you get to hear her words. She's an intuitive healer. She's a Reiki master now. And she really went through a season of, of rock, I call it rock bottom to Reiki master. And she tells you her whole story and everything that happened and It's a super cosmic episode. We get into so many beautiful things from manifestations to, you know, different dimensions. Um, All the cosmic chats that you would ever want are all in this episode. (laughs) And you'll just hear it all. It's, she's such an incredible light. Her work is so important. I am just so excited for her and all the people that are working with her and finding her. I've been recommending her to people that I know and I think she's just doing such important work in the world right now 
And I'm so excited for you to hear her story. And I listened back to this episode because when we were in it, we just, it was almost like we get into this like vortex of conversation and you kind of forget what you even discussed. And listening back, I was like, wow, this is, this is a powerful one. Um, I'm just so grateful that, you know, she's in my life and she's become a good friend and I can see her doing everything that she's doing right now. It's really, really beautiful. So I hope you enjoy this episode on Topanga Moon. Hey, welcome back to the Topanga Moon podcast. I am here in the beautiful city of Kitchener, my first time actually exploring Kitchener with my beautiful, cosmic, uh, just energetic, loving friend, Sarah, who is a energetic Reiki practitioner. Yes. And amongst many other things, and we're going to get into all of that today, but I'm just so excited to be here. We met through uh, doing a photo shoot together where I took photos for you, for your website and all of your offerings, and that was such a cosmic day. I remember it was so beautiful, and even like how we were connected was so just kismet and amazing, and I always believe that, and then now we're friends, and I get to check out your beautiful city of Kitchener that feels like we're in a Gilmore Girls episode, <laughs> just all the Victorian houses, and it's fall, and it looks like October, and it just feels amazing, so welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing so good, and I'm so glad to be here. Um, can we just pause and say how amazing the Topanga Moon podcast is, everyone? <laughs> because I don't know about you, but I've actually been listening to every episode, and I am like an advent uh, podcaster, and I have been listening to podcasts since like 2013, oh and you're definitely in my top five. So uh, Okay, no one can see this, but I'm blushing, and I'm all <laughs> red now, <laughs> <laughs> we're like fangirling over each other right now. True, is- true talks. Yeah. So I'm oh, really excited to you. be here. I think um, what you're doing is so incredible and you definitely have a gift mm-hmm. and you are cosmic as well. And so it's so incredible that you're bringing people together in this way and really connecting all these incredible artists and creatives and magic makers um, and connecting to you so you can get to know them as well on a deeper level. And it's just an amazing way to build communities. So thank you, Anna. Oh, wow. I don't know where to go from that. (laughs) We're just high vibing over here. I have some coffee. You have some kombucha. Um, It's amazing because when we did meet and we did that photo shoot, it was in this like beautiful field of flowers and the whole day was just unbelievable. And the photos are a testament to just your energy and your spirit and everything that you do and all the intention that goes into your work. And that day you really taught me this like one word that I keep on going back to is creatrix. Yes, creatrix. Okay, creatrix. Okay, tell me about that. And then I want to get into your journey and kind of how you got to this place in your life where this is the type of work that you do and kind of I know that like your journey, like everyone else's journey is like, you know, um, expansive and so many things, but I always love to start there and to just hear the story behind the person and what makes them and, 
just how they got onto this spiritual path because it's always different for everybody. It really is, and it's like an unfolding. Mm. Um, and that's what's really cool about the word creatrix, actually, because that word within itself was an unfolding because it actually came well, – the first time I heard that word was in the book Witch. And that day, actually, when we did the photo shoot, we did it um, in the flower fields of dahlias, which was – dreamy within yeah, itself it <laughs> and it was like a one nice day in the summer when we were having tons of rain and then the sun came out and it was warm and it was like end of summer too like almost beginning of September I think it was Labor yeah, Day weekend yeah. and anyway so we ended up going to Moonshine Juicery yes. which is a local juicery or it's no longer juicery now it's now a Moonshine Collective which is actually a space for a lot of practitioners and healers and um, medicine makers um, but I had, had invited you into that space and you picked up the book, which that day, mm-hmm. and I just remember looking at you and being like, you are literally so creative. You're so, like, you have this vision for art. Like you just see things in a way that is so cosmic, so beautiful, and you're really good at putting things together. And that's why I called you a creatrix yeah, because in, like, what are you talking yes. about? What is that? And then in the book, they reference creatrix yes. and that's what they talk about, how each woman Woman, um, is a medicine maker or a creatrix or um, someone who is a healer and we all have these abilities and mm-hmm. it's a shame because the patriarchy actually stripped us mm-hmm. of those pieces of ourselves that we naturally were as women yeah. um, but they just don't talk about that when they talk about the word witch they think it is you know some woman behind a cauldron like yeah. you know creating this demonic evil but really it's just women who are in their power and women who aren't afraid to be themselves and be their embodied selves and I just think that that is so incredible and it's a shame that that's been kind of written off as witch. There was a whole like new story and narrative that they placed around the word witch and it was to constrict women and to not um, let them have their power and be, you know, these beautiful embodied uh, creative individuals that are, you know, basic, we're, we're always like creating our lives. We're always like spellcasting, doing that, we are creation, but it was a way to make it into a negative story. And I think you probably hold the same beliefs that like our words are so powerful. The way that we weave a story is so powerful. And right now we're in this time where we're taking back the word witch. We are. We are bringing back the yes. word witch. We are taking it back. We're reclaiming it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a remembering. Yeah. Um, and this episode is going to come out right before Halloween, like the <gasps> day before. So, Oh my gosh, that is the best. Yeah. Like I actually couldn't wish for a better day. <laughs> um, if we go back to my story though, mm-hmm. speaking of stories, yeah. um, and being careful about what we say. Yes. Um, yes. So I've actually been working on rewriting my story. Um, I'm doing a lot of work around that because for so long I played the victim in my life. Mm. Um, and the reason for that is I wasn't brought I wasn't brought up in a home that was like quote unquote normal, but then really like who was brought up in a normal home? Yeah. Because like now that people are actually being authentic and we're mm-hmm. sharing our truths and we're sharing our stories, we're realizing like, okay, like did anyone actually have a normal home? Yeah. And it's like this whole shift right now because now the children that are being born are already like so enlightened, angel, crystal babies. Yeah, it's a different time. But in that time, 
it was very much the same. Everyone's having that, has that story, Absolutely. has that, those challenges. Yeah. So for me, you know, I was brought up actually into a broken home, mm-hmm. um, literally from the time that I was born, taking my first breath on earth. Um, my parents were already separated. Mm-hmm. So it was a really messy situation. Um, basically, my dad had left my mom for my mom's best friend. So that was like a oh, terrible situation. No. And wow. and what's crazy is that they, you know, now that I'm like really into metaphysics and I'm really into um, things that are beyond what we can see, that is what metaphysics are. It's, it's beyond the five senses. Um, I've been really tapping into birth stories. And one of the things they talk about with birth stories is that, you know, like you feel everything in the womb mm-hmm. space. Yeah. And obviously what my mom had endured at that time, and when she found out, she was actually eight months pregnant. Wow. So she was really close to being in her, like she was in her final trimester Mm -hmm. and she was close to going into delivery and um, I'm sure she carried so much trauma, so much pain, so much heartbreak at that time and it was really interesting because I was actually due on June 28th and I was actually born July 5th which is the same day as my mom's birthday. So wow. I f- yeah, I feel like that connection with my mom and how I was just how I entered the world has always been really mystical because mm-hmm. like I waited for my mom's birthday and my mom even says like she literally did not start like pushing me out until my dad walked in the hospital. So almost like I was like waiting for both. Whoa. And so I've always really Really felt that I've been connected to something so much bigger than myself from the time that I was a little girl. Even when I was really young, like I did these funny things like, you know, in grade, I don't know, four or five, um, I had a very common name. My name is Sarah. Yeah. And I love this story. Yeah. I know this story. Yeah. And <laughs> everyone would call me by my last name, Sarah P, because my last name's Pettis. And in grade school, when you have P and your last name, everyone makes fun of you. Like, oh, you go pee in the bathroom. And I was like, oh my God, this is not happening. Mm-hmm. So as a young girl, I was legitimately like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to be unique. And I decided to add the letter I to my name. So now my name is spelled Mm S-A-I-R-A-H. And everyone's like, oh, you poor thing. Like your your parents just decided to add an I in there. I'm like, well, actually I did it. (laughs) And I remember going to my mom being like, yeah, so I changed my name. And she's like, you can't just change your name. And I was like, well, I did because there's too many Sarahs. There's like 10 yeah. Sarahs in my class and I don't want to be called Sarah P. So I'm Sarah with an I now. And my mom just thought, oh my gosh, like here we go. Like look at this child that I'm raising. Like she just already has mm-hmm. so much truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I've always really been. I've always kind of been the outsider, like in my family both my siblings on each side, like they are very different from me. Like I don't even look like my siblings. We don't have a lot in common. Bless their hearts. I love them all. They're they're all incredible in their own way, but there hasn't really been like that sibling bondage the same way mm-hmm. that some siblings have. Um, even funny things, like when I uh, would be in school as well, like you know when you have to pick like a book report or something yeah, like that. Yeah. They're like, Sarah, what are you reading? And I'd be like, 
this astrology book and like I'd bring in my mom's old and I still have it. It's on my bookshelf right there. It's like an old torn up astrology book. Like you can't even read it because it's so, and that's what I brought in. Like just funny, strange things that I Isn't it wild that as a child, it's like we already innately know what we're supposed to be doing. I had a radio show that me and my sister created where I literally was interviewing her and other people when I was like, Three or four years old. Of course. I so, and l- I'm literally doing that right now. Yes. <laughs> now. Exactly. So and as a young girl, like I was always so attentive and caring. Like I was the oldest sibling on my mom's side and I was always caring for other people. And so naturally, like I always was a healer. I was always mm-hmm. super compassionate. I'm a double cancer. Like my mom's a cancer as well, obviously. Cancer sun, cancer moon. So I'm cancer sun and cancer rising. And then my moon is Sagittarius. So I'm also a traveler, Mm -hmm. also like someone who likes to adventure and just really spontaneous and so nurture and super spontaneous. But yeah, yeah. So a traveling healer is basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Just call me a gypsy. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like I think for me, like it's always been a lifestyle of overcoming challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people in my family kind of put a story on me like, oh, poor Sarah, she's going to have a really hard time. Wow. Yeah. I remember hearing that from wow. so many people in my family being like, oh, you know, like she's already wounded kind of thing because of what she was born into. Mm. And it's it's so interesting because I could have taken that and really like led down that path, but I was the complete opposite. And I was always someone who was just like, no, like just because I'm dealt a shitty deck of cards, it does not mean that I'm going to play shitty in life. Mm-hmm. And I really always tried to find the light, um, no matter what. And that's originally why like my business was actually called turn up the love Mm. is because it's really about finding love and every challenge and every hardship and no matter what is thrown your way, because life is not going to be like rainbows and as much as we would love it to be, it's just not going to be that way. So yeah, I think it is super, um, conscious to just say like, okay, like even though this is thrown, how can I handle this? What am I being given? And how can I make this, um, something that works in my favor rather than something that disempowers me or brings me down. So, so when you were younger and you were, um, kind of told that story, right. Of that, oh, you're already been dealt such a bad hand and poor you, and it's going to be a hard life. And, instead of taking that story, you created your own. How did you know? Like, what was it? What was the actual, you know, inspiration behind that? What was it? What was that languaging inside of you? Where did that actually come from? So I'm super stubborn. (laughs) I'm super stubborn. So it was more like a, I'm going to prove. I'm going to show them kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was almost like I was like, no, I just didn't want to own that. You know what I mean? And I did feel, like I said, from the time that I was really little, like I had so much in me to share and so much in me to give to the world. And I just refused to, to think that like I was um, – you know, going to experience hardship just because of what I was born into. I trusted that 
what was given to me was for a reason. It took, you know, I didn't obviously know this when I was really young. Now I can reflect back and see Mm -hmm. that. But at that time, yeah, it was more about me really just wanting to show everyone that I could overcome and I could conquer and I could um, succeed and um, really show my worth, I think. Um, And you've done that many times, I believe. Oh, many times. In all the stories that I've already heard from you. Very much. It's it's a constant evolution and and I feel like that's such an interesting um, thing to touch upon as well because – and even in the past like year or two of knowing you, it's like another evolution of where your business is now and like what you're doing right now. But like you were working in um, the fitness space for a long time. I know that. And there's a couple other iterations of work, but it was, it's been a very unique journey, right? It's been a big journey. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a journey. Um, To be brutally honest, like this time last year, I hit my biggest rock bottom I've ever hit. It was really, really challenging for me. So you and I did a photo shoot. Yeah. I was in the midst of launching my uh, first group coaching program, uh, which was called Soul Food Sisterhood. And it was all about intuitive eating Mm. and body positivity. And at that time, um, I actually lost a really close friend to me. Um, It was a really traumatic passing. Uh, There was no confirmation as to how she passed, but I ended up going to see um, my psychic advisor, and she confirmed to me that it was self-inflicted. Um, and she had a really young baby child um, that wasn't even a year old. Oh, wow. So that was really hard because I did feel like a lot of it could have been um, postpartum depression mm. or um, you know, just dealing with what the impact of a new mom. And... My mom was someone who also struggled through that um, with, you know, children that she had with my brother and sister, mainly my brother. And so I just really felt for that pain mm-hmm. and going through all of that um, and then a failed launch. So this this was all happening when I was yeah. launching this. And obviously I wasn't myself, um, but I pushed it. And that was the problem was that I pushed when I should have just taken a step back and said, hey, I need space. I need space to heal. I need space to grieve. I need space to really just lean in to these feelings and emotions that are really going on within me. But I pushed and I pushed and I pushed mm-hmm. and um, nothing came of it. And so wow. it was almost like the universe was like, no, like you're not you're not going to have this because you need to go through this pain. You mm-hmm. need to, to deal with this. And so obviously I was now de- dealing with the grieving of my friend and I was grieving a failed launch and I had invested like $8,000 into a program to help me with this group launch. And then I didn't make any money back. So I was literally just on my knees. And I remember I just, when I got back after the funeral and everything, I came home and I just bawled and got on my knees and prayed and cried. And I just said, I don't know what to do. Um, I don't like my business doesn't feel good anymore, but I've invested so much time and energy and money and resources. Um, my, my partner, my forever guy at the time, he was really banking on this business working out too, because he had pretty much supported me through the first, first years of my entrepreneurial venture. And so 
um, I, I felt a lot of pressure as well to like show up for him. And when that all crashed down on me, like it broke me because that was the first time in my life where I really felt like I was a failure. I did feel like I was unsuccessful. Wow. So, um, yeah, it has been a journey. I And that happened last year, yeah, Literally a year ago. So I've been hearing from so many people that this year has been one of the most transformative years. Oh, my gosh. Full of rock bottoms, full of this, like, shedding of everything that just does not serve. Yes. And you can't deny it anymore. There's no hiding from it. There's no, especially for all the people who are already conscious and, like, yeah. waking up. Yeah. It's like we're on this really beautiful mission because the planet needs it, our collective consciousness needs it, and we can't afford to not be doing that. And everything around us will be either shedding or like you said, the the pure rock bottoms to redirect you and to realign you with where you're really supposed to go. Yes. That is unreal because that's – and like it's so funny that you're telling me about your friend and – everything like that that happened because I've just been listening to Gabby Bernstein's stories. Yeah. Have you been listening to any of her podcasts? Because she went through a whole postpartum (sighs) depression. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't dug in that far with her, but I know that she had a really empowering Mm -hmm. birth story because she was an older woman really struggling to get pregnant. I'm also someone who has been dealing with infertility. So going also like losing a friend who just had a baby when I, it's like the biggest thing that I want. It's, it's a very tricky time when you're in your late twenties, early thirties, I feel because there is is all this like sudden pressure of like, oh, am I going to have children? Am I going to start a family? Um, and I remember I went to go see Gabby Bernstein actually last May, not this past one, but the May before. So yeah. May 2018. And she was talking about infertility because there was someone in the audience who brought mm-hmm. that up. And this was before she even announced that she was pregnant. And she, I remember her like screaming at the woman in the audience being like, you change your story right now. Don't you ever say that you're infertile. And she was so heated about it. Wow. And something within me was like, this woman's pregnant. Like I like felt it. I was like, oh my God, like she's so defensive. I bet you that she's pregnant. And then a couple months later, I think it was that July, she announced that she was having a baby. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Gabby, um, I I value her so much. And I think- And and what she's doing right now for, um, you know, the whole idea of the postpartum depression and oh. how, you know, no one has really been talking about that, but she's coming forward with her own so stories. Important. It's really powerful and it's really a beautiful message of where you can find the resources, where you can yeah. find the community and the connection. So I think that's amazing. And then, you know, in that moment when you're going through your big rock bottom, you're down on your knees, you're, yeah. you're you know, you're, you're begging to um, the universe or God or anybody for that. What... What was it in that moment that redirected you then that, you know, brought you back to like who you are now? That's such a good question because so it wasn't actually like in that moment, mm-hmm. but I remember it was like these little cues that were kind of coming out after that. So after that, um, I knew as a Sagittarius moon, I was like, I have to leave. Like I have to get mm-hmm. out of, I have to leave where I am because I was in such a dark space yeah. that like it was really scary because none of my rituals were working. And that's when I knew that 
I was in a, a space I couldn't just bounce out of because meditation wasn't working, yoga wasn't working, eating healthy wasn't working, like connecting with my friends and family wasn't working, like no one could reach me. And so I was like, I have to leave the space that I'm in. I got to just up and go. So thankfully, my best friend, um, she lives in California and she lives in the this mountains. Because you, you asked me about yes. recommendations. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So I went to California. It was the cheapest flight. I ended up getting like there and back for like 350 bucks. I literally didn't have to pay a penny because she lives there. So I stayed with her for three weeks, I think it was. Um, She just recently had a baby at the time. So I was there to help her out and just be with her because um, she was, you know, struggling being alone, like living in California. She didn't have a ton of friends and family there. Mm -hmm. So I went and it was honestly, I went with no like intention of like, oh, you're going to heal when you get back. I literally just went there and I said, okay, I'm going to take it day by day. I'm just going to see how it goes. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, while you're there, you're going to meditate. You're going to do this. You're going to journal. I was like, day by day, let's see how it goes. Wow. You surrendered to it. I absolutely Mm -hmm. surrendered big time. Like I had no expectations. And while I was there, it was great. Uh, I definitely didn't feel like myself, but I was surrounded by like redwoods. Like literally she lives in the mountains. Her backyard is redwoods. Like it's stunning. That that smell is one of my favorite smells in the world. Oh my God. You just feel so small too. Like Mm -hmm. beside those like big wise Mm -hmm. trees. And one of the things that like really came to me when I was like walking amongst the redwoods, was that like you get wise by rooting down and like that's something that I wasn't doing I was living very much in the clouds and in my head and I wasn't rooting and that's actually something that my Reiki practitioner even told me like you need to get rooted so it's something we can talk about later but um I realized when I was there like Sarah like you really need to start getting rooted in this life and this earth and your surroundings and you need to stop living so much in the etheric realms and you really need to um step into your gifts like what you actually came here to do and I didn't know what that was at the time because I was like well I thought I was doing my gifts like these are the messages I'm receiving but I was like I thought I was doing my gifts but maybe I'm wrong and I was just doubting myself right when you're in your head you're like in like this fish bowl and you like can't see outside of that fish bowl. Um, but then it was interesting because literally on my flight back, so I'd been there for three weeks and on my flight back, I got a message on, I think it was like Facebook messenger and it was this girl and she was like, Hey, I hear that you're a Reiki practitioner. I would love to come for a session. And what's really interesting is I actually received my Reiki attunement back in April of of that year, so 2018. And I was doing sessions, but only with my clients. So clients that were working with me one-on-one, I was adding energy healing as something, just a part of the sessions. Mm -hmm. And... I wasn't really offering it in person because my whole business, like working as a body positive intuitive eating coach, mm-hmm. um, was all done online. It was an online based business. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what in person? Like, what is this? I don't even know. I don't even have a table. I don't even have anything. Like I've never even worked with someone like in person. Wow. It's only doing distant sessions. So I was like, well, I guess I just have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I did. And like, as soon as I got back, I ordered a table and then I did the session and it charged me like nothing. I, I cannot explain what Reiki does, but I feel like it gives back to me so much more than I'm giving. Wow. I, I, I can't explain it. Like it's, I almost feel like 
bad because I'm like, why am I feeling so good? You know what I mean? Like, it's so incredible because it's universal energy that you're tapping into and it's really the energy of love. That's what Reiki is. And so, so yeah, so when you tap into that um, and you're a vessel for that, mm-hmm. you receiving that energy too. Mm-hmm. And so I truly deeply feel that it was Reiki that healed me. Um, but being a practitioner and showing up to do the healing for others has also healed me just by just by being a teacher and a healer and you were in that moment and you were able to surrender and you took that that opportunity and chance to go just be with your friend be in nature nature is always a healer it's always Always. the things like that brings you back if you need to if all your other tools aren't working it's like go to the trees go to mother earth that's where the that yeah that's where the love is stored and then because you were in that space, you were able to receive the message because your eyes were open, you know? That's so true. You were yeah. on that flight and you were able to see, instead of just being like, oh, whatever, a message about this, you actually took that message and you said, wait a minute, this is it. That's this is this it. is the sign. This is the message that I was waiting for. This is, you know, it's like that ex- that other breadcrumb along your path to be like, wait, someone's asking me to do this. Okay, I'll figure this out. And then it led you to doing it, which then showed you the power that it gave you, the healing possibilities, how alive you felt, how excited, and now you were able to like offer that. And it seems like it's completely transformed your year. Oh my gosh. It was like after that session, it was, I think I did like a one-off Black Friday sale because I was like, I just want to do this more. So I was like, I will offer it for so cheap. I don't even care. Just bring the people to me because I was addicted to it. Like I was like, this this is so incredible. And then I did and I sold out all of my sessions when I did that. And then it has just been literally consistent since that. I barely do any marketing, any promotion, very rarely. The only like talk about it I really do is on Instagram stories and somehow people find me. So it's, it's, I truly believe that it's been a gift, um, from the universe. Um, I truly believe that it is in my fullest of alignment because when you are doing what you're meant to be doing, it shouldn't feel hard. It should feel in flow. And that is how, ha- that you is, for yes. That. And that is our natural state. And I think mm-hmm. so many of us get so in our heads, we start controlling everything and we want everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And that is when we deflect and that is when we repel things away from us um so that has definitely been the lesson for me in 2019 and it's interesting because um on my vision board this year I put the word aligned and it was like literally everything this year if it was not a hell yes it was a hell no and it was just like everything had to be aligned and since I've been following that all year like this year has turned out to be yes it's been challenging but for the most part 2018 was my challenging year. 2019 has been my year of deep healing and like massive transformation. And realignment and realignment to where you're supposed to be. What I've been realizing is that the things that I was always forcing or the things that didn't, you know what I mean? It it felt upstream was all an ego-based driven desire. And I had to reconcile that with myself. And even this past weekend, I went to go see some amazing documentaries and I reminded me why I truly love filmmaking and why maybe certain projects never came to fruition for me Mm -hmm. as an actress because 
I have a bigger mission. And that's scary for me to admit because it's like when you, you know what? Mostly people are more afraid of their light than they are their darkness. Absolutely. Like when I was stepping into this, I was like, who am I? Like I'm not healed. I, you know what I mean? And then I was, I remember because my Reiki master, she's, honestly incredible and it's funny because I'm actually going to do my Reiki masters this weekend upcoming so we've really come full circle but I remember when I was doing my attunement she said to me she's like get out of your own way and that was like the one phrase that she told me because you could tell right it was in my head like am I doing this right and like trying like perfectionism is totally coming through Mm -hmm. and that perfectionism I believe was created with the time when I was really young because I was always trying to be perfect and prove to everyone like, hey, this is my story actually. And that's where the perfectionism came from. But um, her saying that, like I really had to get out of my own way and it really allowed me to step into who I already was. Like I said, I've been this way since I was little. I just didn't know how to harness it. And um, it's it's funny because you know you get the messages all the time you get the signs you get the symbols and but oftentimes like you said like if our eyes are shut to it we don't see it and even in 2014 I remember saying on a business retreat like I just don't know if I want to do this intuitive eating thing anymore I I feel like it's keeping me in my disordered eating because I I overcame like an eating disorder and I was just constantly in that story always talking about the food and I was just stuck in it Mm -hmm. and then um at the business retreat like everyone's like no like you should like just keep carrying like they were pushing me and I didn't listen to my own truth Mm -hmm. I shut it down and then years later here I am so I really wish at that time I would have just followed that and gone with it, but I wouldn't have learned it in the same way that I did now. So it's all a blessing in its own way. It's, it really goes back to that, um, intuitive voice and how we're our own healers, how we're our own intuitive guides. And we need to keep listening to ourselves more because there's so much noise in the world. There's so much, uh, fear stories being like, you know, thrown at us that yeah. it can really take us away from our own um, guidance, our guides, our own divine power, our divine femininity. Like there's oh so gosh. many beautiful gifts we're already innately born with. Like our guides are always there being like, hey, come talk to me. I want to talk to yes. you, you know? Yeah. So I want to hear a little bit more about um, your your process in the one-on-one healing energy sessions and I know that you do a lot of distant ones too and I'm so interested in knowing about them because they seem wild and amazing and tell me about them yeah Yeah. so my one-on-one in-person sessions um I just actually transitioned so I was seeing clients from my home studio and I've actually just moved my private practice into a physical space uh right here in Waterloo um which I'm so loving because I do feel like it is super special to have work be work and I don't even like to call it work because it like that's like the worst word. Like, I don't yeah, need, we need to so come up, aligned. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, can we just call this something else? Yeah. Like, ugh, I need to come up with a yeah. better word. I'll <laughs> let you guys know when I do. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just feels nice to like go there, do the sessions and then leave home at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, I really try to take a really grounded approach to energy healing because I've had a lot of people come to me and say like, you know, they've gone for energy healing before, but they felt really out of body. And because that is something that I used to deal with, um, because I was always told, get grounded, get grounded. Yeah. It's um, like your 
little message, your thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I really try to take a really uh, grounded approach where I explain everything. So I'm really big on the chakra system. I'm really big on explaining the chakra system to any any of the babes that I work with and really having them understand why those chakras are actually blocked and Every time we have a session, I do leave about half an hour, 15 minutes, half an hour to chat about the session Um, because I do think that is so important for them to understand their own energy because they might not be as, you know, uh, familiar with, with the chakras and how they can create these blockages. And really when you tap into your intuition and when you hear like your intuitive voice, it's because you have a clear line and that line is the chakra system. Mm-hmm. And when it becomes clogged, it's not that we're broken. It's not that we need fixing. It's literally that the programming, media, like pollution, the food, everything that we're ingesting or seeing or hearing, that is clogging our pipe. But that's what I say. It's it's wow. almost like our chakra line is like a pipe and it's like it's like getting guck inside of it. So you need to wash it out. And that's literally what energy healing or Reiki does. Um, it just cleans things out so that way you have a clear activated line again and that you can hear and receive those messages. So not only do I uncover which chakras may be blocked or imbalanced or overactive, which means it's too open. Um, But then I also explain to them like, okay, this is why, this is how we can fix it and how we can basically keep it open because once I've cleared and activated the line, how we can keep it open between sessions because I don't want clients to just rely on me to to fix them or heal them or do the, I want them to be their own healer. I think that's so so important. So them walking away with a ton of practical, grounded tools really can help them to be empowered to also do their own work um, and to really tap into their own frequency. And sometimes I'll even ask my clients, like, which chakras do you feel are blocked right now? And I would say about nine times out of 10, they usually know. Right. And then I just create that confirmation for them, right? So I really like to put it back on them because I do think it's important for us to start listening and tuning in. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I work within my practice is by guiding more than telling or coaching or um, just being a healer. I I really like to guide um, and support them through their own journey. And then with distance sessions. So distance sessions, I absolutely love. A lot of people go, wait, so I don't have to be like in person with you? Like how does that even work? And so what I say about distance sessions is it's very similar to Wi-Fi or it's very similar Mm. to like your cell phone. So you don't actually have to be in the same place to receive that same frequency, right? So when we are on Wi-Fi, we're tapping into a frequency. When we're on our cell phones, that's a frequency where we're, our lines are connecting so we're able to talk to one another, right? It's the same way with energetics. So because we're not dealing with the physical body only, we're dealing with the emotional body and the mental body and the spiritual body. We are tapping into an energetic frequency and what happens is when I tap into that frequency, through time and space, I'm able to then set the intention, connect with that person the same way that we do again. Like if you're thinking of someone, you're tapping into them. Right. That is your way of tapping in, right? 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. And so what I do is I, if I haven't met the client before, because I mean, I have clients from Berlin, I have clients from Texas, I have clients from kind of all over geographically, which is incredible because I love that I can do this work and meet people from all over mm-hmm. the world. If I haven't actually like been on the phone with them, been on Skype with them or um, Zoom, then I'll get them to send a picture. And that way I can kind of have them in my mind's eye while I'm doing the healing and it just allows me to deeper connect with their soul. And that's really what I'm working with is their soul body. And um, I'll receive messages, guidance. Um, I'm kind of channeling as well because when you're tapping in again to that universal energy you really open yourself up to messages and I truly believe that it would be a disservice for me to keep all those messages inside of me um they're not for me oftentimes when they come through they don't even make sense to me I just write them down and then I just share everything that comes through in a session if it resonates with that babe then great if it doesn't then whatever but I have to like clear my own energetics by getting it out of me and sharing it and then they can choose what they want. Okay. I have like a million questions because this is fascinating to me. I'm so into all this stuff. Okay. So how did you specifically develop your trusting mechanism? Because it's one thing to have intuitive messages for yourself, but then it's another thing to use your own body as a channel because I fully believe we're all energetic beings. We're all connected. So you can connect and tap into somebody else's energetic field. But how do you have that that trust? Like what do you specifically do for yourself? Is it like a ritual before you go into the session? Um, And then what do you tell your uh, distant um, clients to do? Are they supposed to – like are they lying down while it's happening? Or is it just, you know – um, will they just be like, I guess they have like, well, can they just be doing their normal thing? You know what I mean? And then, um, what are some, I know this is a million questions, but I'm just (laughs) so jazzed. What are some of the tools that you then tell your clients to take with them so that they can be their own healer so that they can unblock some of their, you know, chakra portals so that they can have that, you know, really balanced, beautiful in and out of the, of the energy. Oh, I love these questions. So (laughs) you love them. Um, okay. So first, uh, you asked, um, the trusting, the trusting. So when it comes to trust, um, this develops, uh, Mm -hmm. through sessions. When I first started, it wasn't as strong, but I just, remembered my Reiki master being like, get out of your own way. So I was just like, okay, like if I'm getting out of my own way, like I'm just going to, whatever comes through, I'm just going to write down and then I'm just going to share it. And when I started to do that, I would literally have clients in tears. I would have clients breaking down being like, how did you know that? Um, It was such a confirmation for me that it made me realize like, whoa, there's something here. Mm -hmm. So it was more so me just trying it out, seeing how it felt, and then really feeling the response from everyone and seeing like, this is a gift. This really is something that they needed. And I truly believe too, like nothing would come through me unless they were ready to hear it. Mm. Right. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. And I do really have to use my own discernment because there are some messages and things that may come through that I'm like, whoa, this is heavy. I don't know that they may be ready to hear this. And so I'll ask spirit and just say like, 
is this something that they want to be shared or is this something I keep to myself? And sometimes it, it is. Keep it to yourself. So Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole other level of trusting. It is. It is. So there are some things um, that I've just learned to that, that I do have to keep within my own heart space. Um, but again, I often forget it uh, after a session. Right. It's like it just leaves my mind. Um, but really what it all comes down to too with like connecting with clients um, and, you know, really hearing everything is intention. Intention is everything, um, especially when you're working with energetics and especially if you're a healer. Uh, you really have to set strong intention, strong intention to protect your energy, strong intention to protect the energy of the person you're working with, strong intention to only call forth of the highest vibrations. With Reiki, literally nothing bad can happen to you. It's one of the reasons why I love Reiki. But even still, if you can add intention on top of that, like why not make it like even more cosmic and more of an incredible experience. Um, but that's really the biggest thing is always intention and just starting where you are. And I've even like, I'm super honest and vulnerable and authentic with my clients. I'm like, okay, like this is going to sound really strange or this may sound really strange. And I feel really uncomfortable sharing this with you, but I feel like it is for your highest good. So I'm just going to say it and you can take what you want with it. And there's times like I get messages about, sexuality and infertility, like things that I've struggled with myself. Oftentimes I attract a lot of clients that are in the same um, headspace or I've gone through similar challenges that I've gone through. Of course, Mm -hmm. I don't believe that that's coincidence. I don't believe anything is a coincidence. Um, So yeah, like I, I, I really believe that just getting out of your own way is like the best, like that was the best one liner that my teacher really gave me. That's really supported me and just going with it and seeing what happens. It's again, it's unfolding, right? So every little bit of my practice has been an unfolding. I literally don't plan anything anymore. I used to be the biggest planner. Like, like you talk strategy. Like I was the girl that like talk strategy and now I'm just like, Let's just rip all that up and let's just see where this journey takes me. It's like your own journey taught you such valuable lessons of surrender and of the grounding. And it's so, such a beautiful um, connection that the grounding that you really learned was on that trip of the redwoods that were grounding into the earth. And then it's really like you've created a whole, a practice based on those principles and you had to go to that place and you had to be connected to that area for you to like uncover this whole other process for you, which is unbelievable. And the whole thing about intention, when you have strong desires and intention for for something that's like love-based, you want the highest intention for somebody else, that's when the universe supports you, right? That's when the messages will come in and you don't have to worry about whether or not you can channel the information that day because it's always going to come forward. So then are your clients, especially with the distance, are they like lying down? Like what are they doing? (laughs) Yeah, so let's get into that. So um, I oftentimes have clients sleeping when I do distance sessions because – 
ego doesn't isn't involved wow. in the you're sleeping in. state, mm-hmm. right? So you're in the theta state. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I usually tell them if you're someone who meditates, we can do it during deep meditation. If you're not someone who is a regular meditator, then let's do it while you sleep. And so because I have clients from overseas, like my one client that is in Berlin, she's six hours ahead. So Perfect. nine o'clock at night, I'll do a distance session. It's usually 3 a.m. for her there. Which is like the perfect time to be doing healing uh, because they say like 3, 3 4 a.m. is the time that you usually receive like the most downloads or information in your dream state. Like that's what they say is like a very um, energetically charged time, like yeah. where you receive messages. So I find that those sessions are so incredible because. Here's the thing about distant sessions. Um, You don't have to drive to where you're going. You don't have the anxiety of being like, where am I going to park? Like, where am I going? It's a new space. You don't have to get ready. You don't have to drive in like terrible weather conditions. And some people will drive from out of town. Like I have a lot of clients that live um, in like the little farm towns just outside of Kitchener-Waterloo. And it can take them like an hour and a half just to see me. And then they come for a session and they have an hour and a half drive back. Mm -hmm. So it just makes it easier for them to just be in the comfort of their own home in their bed while they're sleeping they don't even need to coordinate a time because I'm literally just like a little tinkerbell coming in their room while they sleep and doing the energy healing and then when they wake up they usually feel so relieved so at peace Mm. calm um some people like if they're still awake when I'm doing the session they've said like I felt like a little rumbling in my tummy like I felt like waves kind of washing through me so they can feel the energetics um which they love but for the most part it's usually when they wake up and they just feel so calm and so at peace and that's usually the biggest um like the most profound comments I get or the most recurring comments I get is that people just feel like themselves and they feel at peace and they feel whole Mm. um and I'm like wow like if that's what can happen after an hour session like that's I I couldn't I couldn't imagine giving any anyone anything better like And you know that you're fully in alignment because you get so much out of the process too, right? Because I've heard of people who are empaths um, that the energy is too much for them, that it's like, you know, almost um, really disrupting their lives. But I love that also this is a testament to who you are and your spirit and your soul that you're always using this for good. You're always rewriting that story because people can, you know, they can be like, oh, I'm so empathetic. I walk into a room and I take on everyone's energies. But We're it's, all empathetic, yeah. by the way. Yes. <laughs> Every single Amazing. one of us. Yes. We're all empaths. <laughs> but it's like, how do you, like, you structure it in a way that the energy fuels you. You yeah. don't have to take on the negative experiences of other people. You know what I mean? Like you can control what goes in your body and what goes out of your body. It's all going back to your own, you know, you create your your reality, you create your world around you. So you can do that too. Absolutely. So when I was actually first attuned um, to Reiki energy, that was by far the biggest, like, massive spiritual awakening I've ever gone on. I, oh my gosh, like it hit me fast. And again, that's why my Reiki practitioner was like, okay, you need to get grounded because I'm not even kidding you. It took me 
months to integrate the energy. Wow. I felt so incredibly like we're all em- empathetic. Like we just feel that's that's just who we are as human beings. If you are compassionate and you have a heart, like a, a beating heart, like mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but you are an empath. Like yeah. we all are. Um, but at that time, like I was. Ugh, I was literally hearing trees talk to me. I was literally like the animals were like speaking to me. The grass is speaking to me. like every single thing. It was almost like I could feel everything in on this earth plane and it was all communicating with me and I did not know what to do with that. It was like I remember Johnny and I, my forever guy, were driving and we just saw someone like run over a bird and I just hysterically like bawled and freaked out and I just like pull over the car, I got out. Like I just went into a total state of like despair. Like I couldn't handle it. I couldn't, I couldn't handle violence. I could like nothing. And it's even still like, it's really hard for me to like hear movies that have guns in them and all this kind of thing. But at that time, like, I remember saying to people, like, I can't leave my house. Like, I, I, I'm way too heightened. I can't be around other people. I can feel everyone's energy. Like, I did not know what to do with it. So it wow. took, like, a, a couple months to really integrate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was because I wasn't in my power. I didn't realize that I could change that narrative mm-hmm. and I could change that story. I was just literally victimizing myself to the energy um and then when I was like no like I'm this is my energy too like I need to I need to shift this and when I started doing sessions that's when I felt like I could get the energy out of me it was like everything Mm. that I was um receiving it was like it didn't have anywhere to go and that's why I think it felt so intense but then when I started channeling the energy through energy healing sessions it was almost like I I received but then I like gave back so it was like that really beautiful balance of give and receive and that's why like I get energy I get like excited and like I don't feel drained by doing sessions because I literally have so much to give and I just want to share that I don't want to just like hold it within my own space yeah I keep on getting something is like coming over me right now be like what are the messages that you got what are the messages you got like what are the messages you're feeling right now there's this like it's like this weird question that keeps on coming through me right now being like ask her about messages ask her about messages (laughs) so what does that mean messages I don't know um I feel like the messages like that I was receiving when this was all happening was just we're all one and like it sounds so simple just like how the word love feels so simple and it's almost been tainted because it's been thrown around in ways that um isn't as sacred um as it really is and that's the thing with life um and creation in general it's Mm. it's been tainted because we don't appreciate it anymore and I think we don't appreciate it anymore because we don't appreciate ourselves anymore and really it all comes down to self-love if you literally don't love who you are and the body that you're living within how could you possibly love other humans and love other beings Mm. right so I truly believe that we are in an epidemic where we are so disconnected because we don't love ourselves. And that's originally why I started my first business, Turn Up the Love, um, because I was seeing how disconnected people were. But yeah. within that moment when I was receiving all these messages, it was just such a strong confirmation that like 
everything is here. Everything that we need is here. And for so long, I wanted to like leave this earth plane. Like the second I was like born, I was like, I'm done with this life. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not meant to be here. Like I never felt like earth was my home. It sounds so far out there, but. No, um, I have a question in here being like, which star system did you come yeah. from, girl? Because I know you came from somewhere Yeah, else. I did. I'm Pleiadian, by the okay, way. <laughs> Pleiadian. Like I am, I just this earth, I never connected with it. And that day or that time period actually um, was really allowing me to connect with earth and it made me realize like I need to be here. Like I chose to be here. I said, hey, sign me up for this crazy earth mission, the hardest mission that we've ever experienced. So true. And let's do this thing and let's shift and transform and bring people together and get back into the heart space so that way we can be our fully embodied authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And it it wouldn't let me live it down. I kept trying to avoid it and be like, no, like I don't want to be here, but I'm here. And it's, it's been forcing me to show up and, uh, yeah, so that's a really beautiful, incredible thing about Reiki is it really can open you up to – like I already thought I was woke, or, yeah. you know what I mean? But I was not. And now with my Reiki masters coming up this weekend, I am just so excited. It's just going to keep evolving and evolving. And like I could even see there is this, I don't know, something coming – through you, even through your Instagram stories. I watched all year, like I've, especially the last couple months, I've been watching them. I'm like, there is this lightness, this mission driven peace, this flow, this, um, just, just like totally aligned, authentic you that is like insanely magnetic. Like people don't realize that when you are like a, you know, totally authentically you, you are then this like beacon of magnetism and the world shows up for you. Like you said, like you don't even need to look for clients. They just come. I really don't. And I've heard this so many times this year, the amount of people that have messaged me and just said like, you just seem lighter, but you seem like you have it all figured out. Like that's what people will say to me. And I'm like, no, I don't have it all figured out at all. I'm just being myself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what this really came down to for me is just dropping ego by like actually dropping ego in the sense that like, I really don't care what people think. Like to show up as a Reiki energy healer, even in this day and age, even though we're going into 2020, which is, whoa, like, can you believe that? Let's talk about that next because I'm obsessed with this right now. Yes. So just like, even though this day and age, like that you'd think that wouldn't be a big thing, but like, it still is a big thing. Like a lot of people Mm -hmm. still think it is under woo woo, which I cannot, I can't stand that word. Mm-hmm. I, I, it drives me crazy. I want to take the woo woo out of like all mystical and magical because yeah. that is our truth. So why is it woo woo? And it's like we've always had it. That's what yeah. you know. It's I've ancient. been like I've astrology. Been, yeah, I've been it's studying ancient. astrology is like so scientifically based mm-hmm. too, and um, I've been studying so much of uh, uh, early like paganism and witches yes. in Eastern Europe because I'm Eastern European and I'm bringing that more into the moon parties and all the ceremonies so that good. I'm doing so I can like be, you know, and my friend really spoke that truth into me saying like, you, ha- we have this culture, why aren't we using it of like being connected to the witches, Absolutely. you know, so that that whole idea has been around and more ingrained in the past yeah. and now it's like it's a whole resurgence but it's been always our truth 
Right. It's just an it's just an unraveling of it. So woo woo, I believe, is just people being afraid to connect with God, people being afraid to connect with source, people being afraid to connect with the creator because they're like, ooh, this is different. So let's just call it woo woo. But it's not different. It's it's who you are, your heart space. But people are so disconnected from the heart space that they don't even know. So they're they just say, let's write this off, right? Yeah. Let's make it so it's not that big of a thing. But it is a very big thing, right? So where will we be going with this? Oh, we're going into 2020. Okay. Let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. 2020. <laughs> yeah. So 2020, how do you feel about 2020? I feel like um, this year was the unraveling to your truth, especially for all the light workers and the yeah. people who have like signed up to do the work and um, are really showing up in a big way. It's like you can't deny it anymore. Things are literally like there's been some moments where things are just like taken away from me and there's there's no I'm like I can't I can't go back I can't go back to my day job I I can't go back to just this way of being that I did to just like get by because there's such a stronger mission and I think 2020 is really the next evolution of that where we're gonna see just like no going back it's such a beautiful cosmic upgrade it's a a higher vibration And I think there's going to be a power struggle with that too. I really do. Um, So for me, 2020 has been feeling like, and actually since 2012 for me, has been feeling Mm -hmm. like what's going to happen. Like it's almost this feeling, it's like this building up, building up, building up every year is like, it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. And 2020 feels like the fireworks to me. Like it feels yeah. like it's here. Um, yeah. and I think that's what it's, it's going to be for all of us. I think we're moving from three dimensional state yeah. to five dimensions. Yes. I, think uh, so too. I actually think, we're, I already think we're already on our way there. Yeah. Um, and for anyone who doesn't know what dimensions are, they're literally just time and space reality that you're coexisting. Like, right beside you just in another realm Mm -hmm. um and it can be happening at all times it's just other realities that we might not have tapped into Mm -hmm. Uh, and 5d is really about the heart it's really about Mm -hmm. being within the heart space and leading from the heart space without ego and everyone can see you you can't Mm -hmm. hide Um, there there is only truth and that is the core of what I think 2020 is going to be. And that's why I think there's been so much upheaval and people not being able to go back to what they used to do. Like so many of my clients have been even saying like, I just, I can't. And I'm like, no, but you won't. Like, yeah. there's no way that this will happen. Like, you're never going to be the person that you were. So you just need to grieve and let go of that old version of yourself because you are being called to step up. Um, and we're all going to have to face that. Some people feel that it's going to be this actual big solar flash that's going to permeate the earth. Um, That's been something that I've been kind of exploring and digging into and hearing a lot about. There's so many things going on. It's really hard to to really know, but I personally think that we've already, that flash has already hit. I already feel like, um, I think it kind of started in 2012 and it's been kind of unraveling since then. Mm -hmm. Um, but we are receiving galactic energy from the central sun. Uh, this has been going on and it's been picking up and there's something called the Schumann residence. You can actually Mm -hmm. look up and it measures this energy and, um, 
yeah, like it's just heightening every day that is passing. As soon as we get closer to 2020, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and we're receiving more and more waves. And so many people are like, what's going on with the energy? What's going on with the energy? And I keep saying like, this isn't going to stop, but this isn't a bad thing. Like this is a great thing. And then you may feel uncomfortable, but in that discomfort, that's where you truly find your shadow. You truly find Mm -hmm. these parts of yourself that do need healing and they do need love and if we don't ever look at those pieces then how will we ever be fully embodied humans right so it's scary but I don't really see it as scary I see it as exciting Mm -hmm. like I'm thrilled I'm so excited right because if we kept living the way that we were like there's no possible way like everyone was just living a very disconnected life everyone was just kind of surface level no one would go deep with anything these masks that we'd be wearing these personas of who we think we should be and really it was just programs like programs are just running all of the time but like no one is really who they are at the core. Mm-hmm. So 2020 is going to be the heart space. Um, like and it's a four energy too. Yeah. And four is the heart. The heart chakra is the fourth chakra. Oh, wow. So wow. yeah, wow. yeah. So it is truly like heart energy 2020. Oh, that's amazing because I feel like then also the the planet, because it's all connected to our consciousness shifting – the planet really needs that right now and is on that. Like there's just so many things. Um, I saw so many documentaries this weekend about our environmental destruction and the pollution in the water and like, you know, all the deforestation. There's just so many, so many things. But um, that's why it's so important for us to do this work, to be called to this work, to um, live in our truth because that's going to – be the biggest way that we can make the impact of waking other people up to then live in their truth. Right. But with, I have to say this because I do feel that like it's incredible how much we are being more conscious, how we are eating more plant-based, how we are really connecting with animals and the earth. I think these are all incredible things. Mm -hmm. But something I do want to mention, because I do notice this quite a bit, is being really careful not to go into the fear of the planet because Mm -hmm. the planet has got her back. Like, she is not going anywhere. I'm really glad that you said that. Yeah, Yeah. because I just – and and also, like, I don't know if, if you know this or anyone who's listening knows this, but there has been tons of, quote unquote, extinct species that have been coming back and that have been revealing themselves. Um, I didn't know this. Yes. So my friend, um, her parents actually own a farm out here. Um, it's quite popular, Barry's Farms. You guys might have heard of it. Um, but she spe- they sell asparagus. And yeah. she was telling me a couple months ago that it's incredible because because all these animals that like basically were gone from the area that basically used to get into the, the, the asparagus and the foods and used to wreck the, the crops and stuff where mm-hmm. they left, but they've been all coming back, like all these animals that haven't been there in a really long time. Wow. And I started researching this and there's actually multiple species that have been resurfacing. So I don't think that it is beneficial for us to 
see the planet as being destroyed and that we are the reason why we destroyed it. I think that that is separating us from each other and Mm -hmm. separating us from solutions. I think we should be focusing on this has always been our mother. We should always protect her, not the state of what she's in, but more or less that she's she's our home um, and not coming from that place of fear because I think that can really segregate people and separate so them especially and younger generations yeah the fear story right. as we're saying yeah and because it's so much it's easier to feel like oh yeah there's you know because we see it all around us we yeah. see it in all the documentaries it's true news it's like now. yeah news um and it's like I, the intention behind it is that people really want people to see all of it, to be like, look what's happening. Like, we need to do something about it. But I love your perspective because I think it's so true because we need more people to see the beauty that already exists because then that raises the amount of beauty that you can see around you. A thousand percent. Yeah. You said it perfectly and that's exactly what it is. And it's like we we need more things that bring us together. And I think by yeah. bringing up like, you know, environmental challenges and issues that we're facing it really just disconnects like young generation from older generation Mm -hmm. kind of putting the blame and it's like they were doing their best like we have to really start realizing that everyone was really doing their best with what they were given Mm -hmm. and I think that's like really coming from a place of Mm non-judgment and love um and realize that you said that I just I, I see it so much and there's so many times I just I have to bite my tongue because people also are in this place of um, feeling really victimized and mm-hmm. they're having a really hard time hearing truths from people. They're like, whoa, like you're that's out of line. You can't say that. And I'm just yeah. like, but you're suppressing that person now, mm-hmm. right? So I think we're just, we need to get back to the core, which is always the heart. Um, and remember that like the earth, the, she has withheld through so much. Um, so she's true. not going anywhere. But she's here to hold us. And if we don't start holding each other, then we're going to actually self-destruct way faster than the earth and the planet will. I think that's such an important message that you just, um, just, you know, told everybody here. But I think I would love to kind of continue with that and um, just your ideas on how we can be more supportive of all viewpoints of all people. Because I think that is what's going to bring us back together. As you said, we are one, we're all connected. Everyone was doing the best with what they had. And it goes back to an intention. People, people truly do have good intention, you know? So it's like, it's such, um, and I don't want to say, I'm trying to be like good with my words too. Of Like what is the most empowering way that we can Uh, change that conversation, be more open to this like loving perspective. Yeah. I think for me, what it really came down to when I, because I wasn't always this way. Like I uh, was vegan. I used to like, you know, really harp on my family for not being vegan. And um, I really realized that it really came down from my own judgment. Mm -hmm. And that's what it really comes down to is judgment. And when we place judgment on others, we're really judging ourselves. Yeah. And it was actually Gabby's book, Judgment Detox. Yeah. And she said that's her book that's not as popular as the rest because people don't 
want to have that message. Hard work. Uh, yeah. That was hard work. Okay. Uh, I went through the whole book. I did every exercise, yeah. and I still have judgment. We all do. Mm-hmm. Like we all naturally judge, but realizing when we're coming from a place of judgment, that judgment is what separates us from others. Mm-hmm. So when we are saying like oh, you're not, like you're using a plastic bag at the grocery store, like that person, they're so bad. Like you, but it's like, why, why are they bad? Maybe they don't know better or maybe, maybe they're in a rush today or who knows what they could have gone through. And just trying to see them with compassion instead Mm -hmm. can go so much further than like pointing the finger at them. So I think it's acknowledging your judgment. Where is it coming from? And really making sure that your side of the street is a hundred percent clean before Mm -hmm. you go and judge someone else. Cause like, let's be honest, like, like we're not all perfect. Like mm-hmm. as much as you want to be, you know, eco-friendly, like all the time, sometimes there are times that you're going to slip. Mm-hmm. And by saying that like you never do, I just feel like you're putting yourself on a pedestal that mm-hmm. isn't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And it's better just to say, I'm trying my best. And I know you're trying your best and we're all doing our best efforts and yeah. realizing that we're human and we're going to make mistakes. Like, that's okay, you know. That doesn't make us. That doesn't make us bad. That doesn't make us unconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, it just means that we we're doing the best that we can. Yeah. And I think that that's what we need more of than anything else in the world right now is compassion, mm. rather than you need to do X, Y, Z to be a good human. We're all good humans, but we just need to remember. Our, our truths and I really feel like that's like a true like Abraham Hicks perspective oh thanks you know what I mean of like um because when she's channeling or when I've heard a lot of other people who are channeling uh they really are coming from a space of non-judgment because they love every single being all the same and the message is always about love and the message is always about um just being the most loving, compassionate person that you can. And then that just by nature of being it, you spread it and you share it and you, you know, you're, you're doing what you can do, you know? I love that message. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about before we get into my cosmic pings questions. Um, your thoughts on manifestation. Oh. Do you think it's changing? I feel like it's changing right I have now. So much to say on this okay. because <laughs> okay, so yeah. I'm sure you've done Lacey Phillips work or yes, you've yes, yes, Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I I've done it all too. Like Lacey talks about, um, and for anyone who doesn't know, Lacey Phillips uh, has created this business to be magnetic, and yeah. basically she's rewriting the way that manifestation um, works. Mm-hmm. Um, and she takes like a really like grounded approach as well, which I love. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've recently just started, like I've been listening to her podcast for a long time. Actually, when she used to be true native is when I used to listen to her, but I've never like dove into the work because Mm -hmm. I was just like, Oh, just another thing that like I have to do. Right. But just yesterday I purchased her pathway and I'm so excited to dive in because I have been someone who's done the visuals and the the think positive and to be honest I I feel like it's given me like a lot of um lightness like I I feel like I am a really positive person I can really like like I said since the time I was little I've always Mm -hmm. kind of been that way but um I do feel like it's a little bit of a disservice in a way too because I 
did kind of spiritual bypass for a really long time. Um, it's only within the last two years, three years, I would say that I've actually really done some deep work around childhood, around shadow, around like reprogramming stuff that I picked up. I didn't even know that I had. And so I think the work that she's doing is incredible. I can't speak on it fully because I literally just started. Um, but I will be sharing my journey and I, I, really feel called to do it. So I feel that there's got to be some juicy wisdom in there. Oh, yeah. I've done some of her programs. And um, her main message, I mean, there's so many beautiful things that she teaches, but it's you you manifest uh, through worthiness. Exactly. Yeah. Which it feels like you're in that space right now, and that's yes. why your, your life is unfolding, and it's in flow, and it's ease. And it is what, I mean, like, there's so many other spiritual teachers like Abraham or all these people because I know that Gabby talks about Abraham a lot. Yeah. They were all talking about the same thing, but with Lacey's work, it was practical tools exactly. and an actual strategic way that's based in science that people can follow. It's a roadmap. Yeah, and yeah. you can actually – and it really comes down to – where you feel worthy is where you're going to attract all the things that you want. Right. And if you don't feel worthy, you're going to attract all those Mm -hmm. things too. And it's great that that's the approach because it's like, well, okay, what in my life am I bringing in that I don't like? And then you're like, okay, that's where I have to focus things on. So it really narrows it down. She's so good at like creating that blueprint. Um, And that's exactly what I was trying to say. Like with my clients, I just want to make it practical and Mm -hmm. easy to follow because we have enough things things that we have to do and like so many things in our head like let's start making these steps right and really breaking them down for people so that they can follow them and not have to think about one other thing so lately I've been uh, trying to work through this new way of manifesting through the multi-dimensional plane yes where you're um, actually aligning basically with your future self who already has that worthiness piece in it yes yeah that's brilliant I love that so much that you're doing that. Yeah, it's been such, it's been really interesting, but I've been trying to take that into my meditations. Um, And then when I'm in that space, when I can feel myself and it it is, you know, part, partly like reprogramming those stories within that moment, because you're already in the multidimensional space of being in your future space, future self, and seeing what that looks like, seeing what that space actually feels feels like you're in it you're already in it so yeah. then the it's almost like your energetics are now catching up to the worthiness piece for you to show up like that right now so you can basically step into your multi-dimensional self so brilliant. It's <laughs> just so I, crazy. No, I love this. I actually did a meditation yeah. on like the Pisces full moon and it was all around like crossing the rainbow bridge mm. and it was literally like stepping from like 3D to 5D and I swear since I've done that meditation, I have not been living in 3D and oh, wow. I feel like that within itself has allowed me to manifest so much faster um, and it's just things falling in my lap and it's so incredibly cool. So yeah, everyone, just cross the rainbow bridge and just step into it. Just get into 5D. Um, Okay, so we're going to – I mean, we could talk for hours, but um, I do have a couple last questions. They're my cosmic pings I know all about them. This is what I'm obsessed with the podcast. (laughs) So um, yeah, so you'll just have to answer with whatever is a a ping for you. Let's do it. Uh, The moon to me is? 
my mother. Like, literally, I'm a cancer, a double cancer. So Mama Moon, like, she has taught me about my cycles as a woman. She's taught me about uh, the seasons. She's taught me about uh, cycles. She's taught me about everything that I need to know as um, the divine feminine being that I am. And, yeah, the moon is everything to me amazing and when we are in the cycles because we didn't answer that before but when we're on a new moon cycle and a full moon cycle what is the difference for us as women so full and new moon so basically full moon is when we are shedding we're releasing we're letting go and then the new moon is when we call in what it is that we want right yes Mm -hmm. so I believe that our cycles can flip-flop depending what it is that we need and our our time and space reality at that time will naturally sync up with those phases of the moon depending if we need to release or call in okay that makes so much sense right but then also I don't so many women don't know this but we have four phases in a cycle and most women are like what don't we just bleed and it's like no we we have our menstrual phase which is our inner winter we have Mm -hmm. our follicular phase which is our spring and then we have our ovulation which is our inner summer and then we go through um uh luteal, which is our inner fall. So we are literally synced up to the seasons. And if you treat your, your cycle that way in the month, um, while you're like doing work or while you're like socializing, you can actually start to tap into your own rhythms as a woman and those rhythms with the moon and your cycle. And it really can empower you. So I, yeah, I, I literally worship everything to do with the moon. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love that so much. Energy is. Energy is everything. Um, It is what we are made of. Everything is 99.99999% energy. So the couch we're sitting on, your energy, I'm energy, everything around us is energy. And by tapping into it, we can decode it and we can um, work with it rather than against it. So it's better to know the energetics and to not know them. Yeah. I love that. It's also my first language. <laughs> yes. Um, the strongest message I get from my guides is? Be yourself. Mm. Be yourself in all ways. No one is like you. Um and you're so much more magnetic when you are who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, forget being like someone who's famous. They're super boring. No offense. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, forget, you know, like just yeah. be expanded by the people that you love and adore. Mm-hmm. But really like tap into who you are because that's the so best good. gift you can give anyone. I love that because I truly believe that every single person on this planet is meant to be here. And, ha- so and like as their true authentic self yeah. and that is the most beautiful way that they can show up and if we can honor that and if we can take that back it's going to be such a better planet to live on for yourself if you just truly love yourself and love um, your experiences and, and your journey here because you're meant to be here 
you know? And don't you find that, like, when you really see the beauty in others, like, it makes it so much easier to see the beauty in yourself? Like, when you're just like, whoa, like, that per And, like, think about it. The people that you love most, it's usually that you love their, like, quirks or, like, their little yeah. things about them, yes. right? Uh-huh. It's not that they're, like, wearing something cool or that, you know, it's oftentimes those little funny things mm-hmm. that you love, right? So, so be yourself. Yeah. Um, the place that just holds the highest vibration for myself is? Ooh, this is tricky. Um, I would probably say Australia because I did some backpacking in Australia uh, back in 2015 and 2016. Um, Me and my forever, I literally sold everything we owned. We were going to buy a house at the time, decided, no, screw it. Let's just backpack. And we literally went there with nothing, didn't have a plan. Um, And ever since that adventure and that journey, I have never been the same person. So that place will always hold such a really special place in my heart. But um, I, and it's so interesting because the Topanga Moon podcast, but I am so drawn to the desert as well. Joshua Tree, I recently found out that my Venus line runs through right through Joshua Tree. So I've been itching to get there and be there. And so it's been calling me and I feel like a trip in 2020 is in order. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, Joshua Tree, you're going to have like the most expansive, amazing time there. And it being your Venus line, you working with love energy, your heart chakra is going to be like busted wide open. It's going to be, you're going to receive so many messages when you're there. I'm so excited. For I you. might elope too. So, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. We need to talk because yeah. I know that place. Yeah. And, and you have to go to the Integratron. Okay. You have to go to the Integratron and get a sound bath healing. Yeah, I was hearing about that. It's unreal. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk all the things. We're going to talk. Um, the crystal that you love the most to work with is? Ooh. Uh, honestly, it used to be rose quartz, but lately it's been angelite. Um, oh, yeah. That. So angelite, um, my one friend Hill, she is a level, level one and level two crystal healer. And she has such a beautiful gift of how she sees crystals. I just, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like they speak to her and she just, how she works with them and how intuitive she is with them. And I remember one day me and her met for coffee mm-hmm. and the angel light that she had was like sitting on her table and was like calling at her being like, this needs to go in your purse. So she put it in her purse. And then when she saw me, she she was instantly like, this is for you. And she gave it to me. And it's this really beautiful, like light blue iridescent kind of stone. Mm -hmm. And it, I really do feel connected to the angel realms. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like whenever I hold that stone, I just feel so connected to my guides and my guides are, Blue Jay. Um, I have really mystical stories about Blue Jays. Literally, like swarms of 40 of them flying towards my balcony when my friend passed away. 40 Blue Jays. Like, when do you ever see multiple Blue Jays? You never do. No. And I have this on video. And, like, it's incredible. So Blue Jays. And then also, like, this beautiful angel, Ariel, who came through in one of my – cosmic teachings because I am going to school for metaphysics right now and she came through and then I found out the first oracle deck I ever bought she was on the cover of it and I didn't even know that and I got this when I was like 13 and 
she was on the cover. So angels and birds, because I truly feel like they're just incarnations of angels. So yeah, angel all the way. Oh my gosh. I feel like I've had my like mouth open this whole podcast (laughs) interview because I'm just like, tell me more. And like goosebumps constantly. But I was like, I don't even want to interrupt you because this is amazing. Um, And my last question is love is? Universal. Mm. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yes. Ah, I love you so much. This has been amazing. Where can people find you and your work? Oh, so my website isn't even done. (laughs) But um, you can find me on Instagram, turnupthe underscore love. Um, I'm always on Instagram stories. I'm always sharing, um, speaking little energy healing hacks and tips and tricks. Um, And my website will be coming very shortly. Um, It's been a total overhaul, as you guys have heard. I'm Mm -hmm. revamping my whole business. So it's Mm -hmm. turnupthelove.ca. And yeah, that's the best places for right now. I love that. And if people have been listening to this and feeling like cosmically aligned with Sarah or a ping to work with her, because even I feel like that now too, I'm going to book my own energy healing yes. session, um, reach out to her and do that because it'll truly be amazing. Uh, thank you so much. I have loved this interview so much. I'm so excited that it's basically coming out on Halloween. It could not be more perfect. It was all aligned, truly, because I know that we've been trying to plan this for a while, and it's so wild that, like, the time that we're doing it now, it's perfectly coming out when I think it was really meant to, and I'm just, I'm just so happy to be here and with you. I'm so happy to be in your presence. I'm so happy to be on this podcast. Like I said, I'm obsessed, and I'm so, (laughs) So I'm so happy for, for you and, like, watching this all unfold for you as well, and um, it's such a gift, and yeah, thank you so much for, like, including me. I'm truly honored. I, I really am excited to to just continue watching this all unfold for you. So magic. Thank you so much.